Hi everyone. Today we're going to be hearing from Kayla, who is the owner of Berry Hill Salon and Tattoo. Let's jump in. Okay, so we will get started. So I am here with Kayla and what is so you are an esthetician but you own a tattoo studio is that right yes so i myself um and i'm a licensed esthetician um and then i own a salon and a tattoo shop um in the same building um i have a facility license for both you just when you have a tattoo shop inside of a salon the regulations are a little different but it works out really well okay that's awesome and so what made you what made you not only want to have your own like solo esthetician practice, but then also tie in that tattoo studio into it? Well, you know, I did start out um, just doing aesthetics, a job here and there. Um, and then I went independent. Um, and after doing independent for a while, I decided, you know, I wanted to take the leap into ownership. Um, I myself am a tattoo enthusiast. Um, so, you know, once I gained the knowledge that you could have a tattoo studio inside of a salon, I just felt like that really worked perfectly for me and expressed my vision well. So that's kind of what led me to that point. Perfect. When did you open your studio? So I opened my studio, um, in September of 2021. So it's been almost about, let's see, a year and a half now. Okay. Did you have to... Like, did COVID affect you at all? Um, you know, it really did. I decided to open kind of right in the middle of COVID, um, which, of course, just made it even extra scary um, if it wasn't already. Um, and it was tough. You know, I had to go above and beyond on keeping client records, making sure that everyone that came into the salon was wearing the proper PPE, things like that. So, um, also, it can be hard on business, obviously, during COVID. Luckily, though, we were never um, at a time when we got shut down. So we've been in business the whole time. That's amazing. How many rooms do you have or how many rooms do you rent out? So I have um, four rooms total. Um, one room is a really large room. So actually, I myself and two other part-time girls share that room right now. Um, and then I've got three girls in the other rooms. Um, and then I've got one girl in the lobby, actually, who does nails. Oh, cool. I think I saw that you had a room available, right? Yeah, right now, um, I just recently had one whole room available that did get rented. But I do have someone who is interested in doing a room share situation because she works at the beauty supply store part time. Um, so I've been putting that out there in case, you know, someone wanted a part-time situation. Um, it's a great deal and her hours are incredibly flexible. So it would be really good for, you know, maybe someone who's just starting in the industry or something like that. Okay, awesome. Well, anybody who's listening, if you need like a part-time space in Eugene, right? Yes. Go reach out to Kayla. And what is your, like your business called, the whole studio? It's called Berry Hill Salon and Tattoo. Perfect. Okay. Let's see. So I guess let's go back in history a little bit. Where did you go to school? I went to school at IBS School of Cosmetology and Massage. That's located in downtown Eugene. Um, and I actually graduated the same year you did in 2014. Oh, awesome. That was a way different time back then. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned that um, in your intro post because things have changed a lot. You know, back then there wasn't all of these different branches of estheticians and things that fell under, you know, basic esthetician have changed. And then there's, you know, what can you do if you're advanced? And yeah, a lot has changed. It's changed. And I mean, I think for me, that's like a really big frustration because it's unclear what we can and can't do. I think it's unclear for everybody. And a lot of people are just getting their going back and getting their advanced or just getting advanced the first go just because they're so scared or unsure that they're like, I might as well just get this. But for me, it's like, if you're not using lasers, I don't really think that you need it. You can do everything else minus lasers. Absolutely. I mean, you can go get certified and get additional training, of course, in whatever topic that you want. And so I don't understand why you need to go 
back to school completely. It's very expensive. It's very time consuming, um, incredibly confusing for everybody. And they're constantly changing the rules. So it's hard to know, you know, what can I do? What can I not do? Um, and it's not like that for, you know, nails and for hair, you know, you go and then you get additional training that you choose to do. Um, but you don't have to go, you know, to master nail school in order to do like gel versus acrylic or something, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you can, even with aesthetics, but just like you mentioned hair and nails, you go and you get certified some products maybe want you to be certified with them or take a course with them that is your additional training just like when when we graduated if you wanted to do lasers or um oh my gosh I'm blanking on um hair removal but not with lasers um oh electrolysis if you wanted any of those that was an additional training that you went and you took with somebody who was experienced in that but it wasn't it wasn't a school, an additional school that you went to. So I went and I got laser training. Um, but now it doesn't matter. It doesn't count anymore. And I, I guess luckily for me, lasers actually cause me to be sick. So I don't, I can't have them. I can't use them anyways. Um, so for me, there's no benefit in going and getting my advanced certificate uh, at all. Right, exactly. But it's confusing. You know, what if you did go get that extra certification, you paid all that money, did all the time and the work and the effort, and now you can't do it, you know? Um, And because it's constantly changing, I mean, you know, at one point you can do this, but uh, in a year from now, they might vote that you can't do that anymore. And it's just, it's difficult because it just keeps getting smaller and smaller what our scope is. And I don't understand how you're supposed to effectively make a living, you know, if they take so much away. Well, and I think that's really unfair. I don't know of any other profession where the threshold to obtain the license was changed and then taken from people who had the license prior. So like attorneys, right? Lincoln was an attorney, Abraham Lincoln, but all through being all through mentorship, it wasn't until I don't actually know the exact date, but it wasn't until later on that attorneys actually had to go to law school and get their JD and then sit for um, the bar but that doesn't mean everybody before them, like, oh, well, Lincoln, you're no longer an attorney. Sorry, buddy. No, they're all still attorneys. They all met the threshold at the time. We met the threshold at the time in 2014. So to then go back and say, you guys can no longer do something that, I don't know about you, but my school was was considered advanced aesthetics before it existed. So I paid to go an extra, I think it was like 100 or 200 hours and paid additional to learn how to do microdermabrasion and um, uh, high frequency and all that. Yes, actually, that's exactly what it was like for me, too. I did the basics, and then I had to pay to do the extra to learn those things. You put in all that effort, and then it eventually just gets taken away. Like you said, it's not like that in any other profession. Yeah. Uh, I could could literally bitch about that all day. (laughs) I know. We'll have to do like a podcast of just angry estheticians on another day. (laughs) Absolutely. I agree. We'll just all drink wine and bitch about it. Yes. Um, Let's see. So what are like the pros and cons of opening your own studio? Well, if I start with the pros, um, you know, you have some of the obvious ones that are more financially related. Um, As long as you, you know, are maintaining well, you can make profit after paying your overhead. So that's always beneficial. Um, you also can get more tax write-offs. Um, so that's good. Um, always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say another pro would be, you know, you're really making an entire space your own. It's different than if you're just decorating one room. It's, you know, you get to create that space, what that space shows to the people that come in. And it really can reflect who you are as a person, um, and as an owner, Um, And it also speaks about the environment. You know, you want to go work somewhere that you're excited to be every day with people that you enjoy being with. And when you're an owner, you do have a little bit more control um, on that kind of situation rather than when you join an already established salon and you have to figure out if it's the right fit. Um, Another one is, in all honesty, I just sometimes feel like a badass when people say, you know, 
what do you do? And I'm like, well, I am an esthetician, but I own a salon and a tattoo shop, you know? That is awesome. That is yeah. Good brag about that. <laughs> right? I mean, it's taken a lot to get here. So, but you know, there are cons too. And, you know, they can be really uh, weighing. Something that you have to think about um, is the constant need for renovations and repairs, um, especially if you go into somewhere like mine where, you know, it wasn't completely up to code and there was a lot I had to do. Um, you have to make sure everything's in working order as a business, but also under your facility license. And depending on which license you have or if you have more than one like I do, there's certain things that go into that. Um, you know, another thing would be if, like, you're renting a room, um, if something's broken, usually you tell the owner and they fix it. Well, I'm the owner, so I'm the one that's always here fixing stuff. Yeah. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I've been here into the early morning hours trying to finish a project or fix a burst pipe, which are things that before now I never had to do. So, yeah, that's tough. Um, yeah. So what would you say, and I don't think this question was on the list for approval, so you can say, you know, you can just tell me you're not comfortable answering it, but when you first opened up, did you, you know, did you finance that on your own? Did you do loans or grants? How did you make that work? Um, so I did finance it on my own, um, which it wasn't originally something that I was planning on doing, but the offer came up and I just decided to take the jump on it. Um, so I did have, you know, first month's rent, of course, um, I had to pay my deposit. I had to pay for all of the facility licensing and all the updates and then came the flooring and everything else. So one thing really is the financial burden that you take on, um, cause it can be incredibly expensive, um, and something that is important to be aware of as well, besides just opening costs and repairs, um, is you have to be able to make that space rent um, every month, whether you have renters or not. You yeah, know, yeah. there could be a month where someone leaves and you don't get someone in or maybe someone um, doesn't pay their rent for some reason or another. Someone's not looking to rent at the time that you're advertising. And, you know, you're the one responsible to pick up that financial slack. So in the beginning you have any sort of um, supplemental income, like working a part-time job or anything like that? Um, in the beginning, no. I was actually just doing aesthetics. Um, and then also, um, I do, however, have um, a two-income household, which is incredibly helpful. My husband is also um, a small business owner. He's a mobile mechanic, and he travels all over Oregon. Um, his business is called top quality mobile auto repair and he does really well um so i was really lucky to have his help um otherwise i don't think i could have done it yeah that's amazing my husband also owns his own business he's a general contractor from resolution construction so same same thing it's it's very stressful to have two households with people working for themselves but it is also such a blessing when both are going really well <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. It's good because you can understand each other and you can try to pick up the slack when one person is falling behind. But mm -hmm. it's also incredibly stressful because the job never ends when you own your own business. So, yeah. you know, it's it can be tough. <laughs> and you you have one child or um, I do have two. So I have a five year old. His name is Tommy. And then I have a six month old whose name is Dawson. Oh, my gosh. I love those names. How how is it being a mom and being a business owner? You know, in all honesty, um, it has benefits and downsides. So benefits being, um, I have just wonderful clients. And, you know, there has been times when my babysitter has backed out last minute and I've had to bring one of them to work with me. Um, and, you know, that could be off-putting to some people, but I've had so many people be, just be so nice and, you know, like, oh, they're so cute. I love it or whatever. So um, that's great because at a normal job, you know, you can't bring your kid. Right. <laughs> um, downside, though, you know, um, it can be really hard because you have to try to figure out how you're going to focus your time. You know, you've got this 24-7 business that you're running, but you're also trying to take care of your children and, 
you know, they've been here with me until it's way past their bedtime. <laughs> you know, I'm in here doing flooring and I'm like, everybody get ready. <laughs> you know, yeah. the whole family's coming. Um, so it's been a challenge. Um, and after I had Dawson six months ago, um, I did get diagnosed with postpartum heart failure. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was out of work for quite a while there. And so trying to take care of the kids while dealing with my medical issues and still run the salon from the sidelines was really hard there for a little bit. Yeah. But you're doing better now. I am, yes. Unfortunately, it's not really a reversible condition, but it can be maintained, and I've come a long way in the six months, so that's great. Good, good. I think we're all glad to hear that. Um, let's see. So I guess, how do you market yourself? You know, for me personally, I do mostly market on social media, Um it's obviously a huge part of running a business. Um, and that can be one of the more time consuming things. Um, I use Facebook and Instagram a lot, like most people, um, as well as Google. And sometimes I will pay for sponsored ads, um, on Facebook, especially if I have like a really good special going on. So that way I can target people, but I have noticed, um, sponsored ads work way better for my husband than they do for me. So yeah. <laughs> Same thing with me. I'm like, how did you get all these clients? And I got nothing. Uh, right. I guess. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're in need of a mechanic or a contractor and they're like, great, there's one. But then they see, you know, our special and they're like, yeah, maybe I need a facial. <laughs> Weird. That it's, it's frustrating because I've done a few sponsored ads. Um, and I, I don't get anything from them. I've had a couple clients from them, but not um, the clientele that I would pick for myself and never, never returning. They never return because they're not looking for that, you know? Absolutely. I agree. Um, I have found one group in particular um, on Facebook that has been really beneficial for me. I don't know. You might be a part of it too. Um, a friend of mine actually runs it, which is funny. We met through the group, but became friends. It's called um, PNW Women. Um and it has a ton of people in there. And I, all the time, people are like, where do you go to get your nails done or get a facial? And then, you know, they're like, oh, you should go there. And I have gotten so many clients through that one page. Oh, I'm going to go add that right when we get off. This oh, absolutely. Please I, do. I think anybody should. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm on that one. I'm definitely on, you know, like Oregon Estheticians. I think I've seen you on there. Um, and then just what's the other one? Like estheticians slash a estheticians and it's like all of everywhere I guess maybe all of the U.S. so those are the two I'm on but not not specifically any for finding clients you know those are all going to be other people in our industry yeah I find this one to be really helpful and because it's the whole um you know Pacific Northwest mm -hmm. um I, there's people on there from you know your area and mine so yeah perfect let's see so what Oh my, I just lost my spot. Oh, is there any marketing tactic that you tried and that didn't work for you? I do have one and I even debated bringing it up because <laughs> I have found in the community it's fairly controversial, but um, oh, tell me <laughs> it would be actually using Groupon. Um, oh yeah, a hot topic. <laughs> yes, it is. And so personally, I'm never going to encourage anybody to use Groupon. And I think the reason that most people, you know, are not for it is because they take a huge portion of your profit, nearly 50% when yep. it comes down to it. Um, hey. <laughs> hi. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> I think it's me. We have had like since Thursday, the weirdest windstorm. And every time there's like a huge gust of wind, like my TV has been going out and I... I did a podcast interview, when was it, on Thursday, and every, like, 30 seconds, it was dropping because she was kind of in the same area as me, and the windstorm was so bad, and that I was, so like... so frustrating. <laughs> I know, and I'm, like, please don't continue until, like, today, obviously, with ours. Luckily, that seems to be the only time it's dropped, so fingers crossed, but I'm, like, this needs to knock it off now. <laughs> Absolutely, I know. Then you have to go back and... Just edit, edit it more it's too much <laughs> right and then we have to like restart the flow of the conversation super frustrating but absolutely 
you were telling me about Groupon and that you got your most loyal clients from there and then it cut. Okay. So yeah, I have gotten some fantastic clients from there, but I have also had some of those, you know, one and done clients um, Mm -hmm. as well. Um, So I think really the controversial part is that they take a huge amount, Mm -hmm. obviously. And also sometimes the clientele, you don't mesh with them. Um, But I have had people I know who have been um, really successful on there. So again, not encouraging anybody I would say I'm kind of in a neutral zone when it comes to Groupon, but I have tried it. So, Yeah, I agree with that. I'm in a neutral zone when it comes to Groupon. I've seen it work really well for others. I've seen it go horribly wrong for others where, you know, all they ever get is negative clients who leave negative reviews when they're done. And obviously, I'm not in the the treatment room when anything is happening. So I, I don't know, but that just seems to be the the two. It's there's no in the middle. It's either really good or really bad. And I did try Groupon in the very beginning. They obviously take a large cut, but the hope is that the client is going to rebook with you. So yeah, they take a large cut at that one appointment, but now you have this client for life, hopefully, and they rebook and then you charge full your full um, price. But I, I've only ever gained one really great client from it. All the others there, they were just coming in to get a quick facial and and be done with it and that's fine but I don't make any money off those so I stopped offering it just they were also really strict like the they had to like review your website and your pricing and everything to make sure it matched like word for word and it's like oh goodness it was just a lot it is it's a lot for not a whole lot of benefit so I completely understand why people are discouraged from doing it yeah Absolutely. But they aren't much different than other advertising, which that are like pay as you go, like they are where they will get you the clients in the door and they usually take a large chunk of that first appointment. But then those clients are yours after. That's the idea. Absolutely. And the fact that when you pay for a sponsor to add, you know, usually you're kind of figuring it out up front. But, you know, Groupon, they're like, okay, you made this much. I'm taking this much. So, you know, at least it's out of money that you made, I guess, if that's yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Versus just kind of throwing money in the wind and hoping something sticks. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's pros and cons. Yeah. yeah. So let's see. I know we kind of jumped around in the list and we already talked about Oregon's crazy aesthetic rules and tattoo rules. Um, and this question is a little more controversial I think I did send it to you but how do you feel about people practicing unlicensed and how does it impact your business if it does at all you know um I did think a little bit on that particular question and in my personal opinion I do feel that people practicing um unlicensed impacts my business in a few ways um really what it is for me is we pay to go to school. We work very hard, you know, just like anybody else um, that goes to school, pays them money. They take all that time into training and they, you know, it's a career. Um, and then when people start practicing unlicensed, um, it hurts those who are trying to do it, you know, the legal and correct way because you can have potential clients And they decide that they're going to go get their eyelashes done, you know, inside of someone's house who's unlicensed instead of coming to you uh, because most of the time their prices are lower, but that's because they're aware that they're doing illegal services, Mm -hmm. you know. So I feel like that really um, hurts those of us who did it correctly. Um, And something else, you know, that I wish people would take into consideration is that Um, To become licensed, you have to pass strict safety and sanitation courses, tests, and everything, Um, knowing how to properly dispose of and disinfect implements, how the body works, how ingredients work. Um, And people who are unlicensed, they don't have that training. Mm -hmm. And it's a huge risk because you could end up injured with an infection. I mean, I've heard of people losing their eyesight and, and getting just, you know, horrible infections because they went to somebody who wasn't properly changed uh, I'm sorry properly um, (laughs) licensed so they could save a buck and it's just not worth it especially because 
On top of that, if you're not a licensed professional, you're not insured, um, yeah. which is something you're required to do. And um, if something does go wrong and, you know, you end up hurt, they're uninsured and it's going to be a huge mess, you mm-hmm. know, trying to settle that kind of a situation. So it's just really not worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. What do you think about the estheticians out there who, and not all of them who offer classes are this way. So I just want to say that because I also offer certification for dermaplane and stuff, but the ones who offer classes for lashing and it's like be lash certified in two days and start your own business. Do you think that they're preying on people who maybe aren't even aware that they're supposed to be licensed? I think so. I personally never really see any sort of legal disclaimer like you must be licensed to take this course I need proof of your licensure or anything like that you know so someone might be like oh I love eyelash extensions I can pay this much money and learn how to be one and I'll, I'll make a ton of money you know and um, so I feel like they're misled and I constantly see people asking questions all the time about do you have to be licensed to do this? Do you have to be certified to do that? And it's, you know, really blurring the lines for people. Yeah. It seems like there's such a, the focus right now is on esthetician versus advanced esthetician. But I think we've really, or the state, you know, the health licensing office has really lost its focus on, we need to focus on people who are practicing without a license, period. Let's focus on the big issue at hand. And then we can go back to the drawing board and look at these two, you know, different, they're not even different licenses. One's just an additional certification, but you know, that's another point, but really the focus needs to be on people practicing without a license or uninsured or without facility license, because I have seen people getting hurt and they've come to me hurt. And I, a lot of the clients, when I say, well, yeah, was, was this lash tech license, a licensed esthetician that they have their license hanging on the wall. And they're like, no, I I didn't realize you had to be. And it's like, oh my goodness. Yes, you have to be. (laughs) Absolutely. And I mean, the public you know, most of the time is not aware of the difference between licensing and certification. Mm -hmm. Anybody can take an online course and become certified and frame it. Um, I mean, you don't have to really have any sort of education at all. Um, But in order to, you know, do it the right way, you have to be licensed and certified. So I agree that the state really should be looking at people who are doing it illegally because when it comes down to it you know what's more dangerous you getting you know a a horrible eye infection because someone did lashes from their home on you that has no idea what they're doing or um you know a regular esthetician using electrolysis or something you know I'm pretty sure it's different absolutely I think yeah I think the severity is definitely different you know it's funny because you and I were talking about permanent makeup courses. And after that, I had so many ads pop up on my Instagram for train online only for permanent makeup, get permanent makeup certified, like just all these ads with the algorithm. And I was like, that is not good. That is not good that people are seeing this and they're like, cool, I can be trained in, you know, one weekend and be permanent makeup certified, not realizing that that ad's probably coming from whatever state. Maybe there's a state that allows it, but not our state. That's a great, I'm glad that you brought that up because Oregon, as we both know, is one of the strictest states when it comes to the beauty and the tattoo industry. Um, Some actually say it's too strict, but in some ways I appreciate it because I do want people to be getting, you know, proper services. Um, At the same time though, you know, becoming a permanent makeup artist is one of my highest goals. Mm -hmm. And it is incredibly hard to find that because you have to be a tattoo artist and then also get the advanced training to do permanent makeup. Yeah. Um, And it is confusing though, because there's not a lot of schools that just focus on permanent makeup. Um, And so it's like, you have to go to one and then you have to go to another, but you also have to be an esthetician Um, to do certain things that fall along with it. And it's like, it's a lot of hoops to jump through. Um, And I think people just do not realize how hard it can be. 
No, I mean, even I think you and I were going back and forth about different schools and it was difficult to, I mean, the, the Oregon state like board of licensing did have a list of accredited schools, but it was actually pretty difficult to find their information to find websites. And there were a few websites I went to that were like, Oh gosh, I can't even tell if this school is open anymore. This website looks like it's from the nineties. I agree completely. I can't tell you how many schools I've looked into and every single time they're like, sorry, we're full. Try again in a year. And I'm like, wow, this is a, this is a hard one to get into. Like, yeah. Wow. (laughs) And surprisingly, and I'm not sure if this is because of some rule change, I haven't looked too much into it, but no, no financial aid and no financing. Absolutely, yes. At least some beauty schools you can get financial aid, but when it comes to tattoo school, there is no financial aid. So you're coming out of pocket on that one. And it's it's a lot of time and money. Um and I don't know. It's it's I find it personally very frustrating because that is really my ultimate goal is to be mm-hmm. able to do tattooing and permanent makeup. But in order to do it, it's like you have to find a place that is available, has slots, then you have to pay thousands of dollars to get in up front. And yeah, you know, they don't make it easy. I looked into Nye Beauty in Portland and this is, they were wonderful. This is nothing against them. Just my own lifestyle is just not fitting right now because it was, I think it was about 12000 um, total, which is about average is what I was seeing. But then you had, it was like, oh gosh, what was it? I should have looked at it before, but it was like, you had to be in person for six weeks from like Tuesday to, I mean, it was at least four dates a week. And I was like, well, I can't do that. And, and work, you know? Yes, absolutely. So how are you supposed to even afford to go to school at that point? You know, Mm -hmm. um, it's just ridiculous. And I would never advocate for something like this, but I have friends who live, you know, in other places and they say, oh, you know, to do something like that here, you don't even have to be certified or licensed or anything. You just uh, have your buddy teach you, right? And I'm like, okay, well, that's dangerous, but you know, maybe it could be a little bit easier here. (laughs) Well, I think like in Washington, I think the tattoo license and the permanent makeup license are actually two separate licenses now so you you don't need to have a tattoo license if I understand that correctly you can go and just get a permanent makeup license so a lot of people do it up there I I want to say because it's cheaper nobody come at me for that I don't totally know I live in Oregon so (laughs) don't come for me for saying that (laughs) you know honestly I'm not sure I'm kind of interested to go look myself now but that's the thing personally I would love to do tattoos and permanent makeup Um, But if I had the option to just learn permanent makeup, um, you know, I'd probably do that because that's really what I'm trying to achieve here. But you have to go through so much. And it's interesting from my understanding, and I could be wrong, but I have done a lot of research. There are a few schools that are strictly tattoo licensing through permanent makeup, which is great but apparently in the reverse you can get licensed and only get taught permanent makeup at that school and then you could go do tattoos yeah that's interesting to me (laughs) yeah don't the couple that i the couple schools that i looked at that i think we were sending each other that's how those are and i think just because in oregon there's only one license it's the tattoo license so it covers you know once you have the license you can do what you want but you've only been trained in permanent makeup and I think in some ways, Washington actually got it right. You're either a tattoo artist, period, and just covers everything, or you're a permanent makeup artist, period, or you're both, right? But I think having the tattoo license just cover all of it, but only being trained in permanent makeup is a little scary. I agree. And I mean, I would would hope that people wouldn't just full-blown jump into tattooing based off of learning permanent makeup, but people do all sorts of things. So I don't know. It's, I, I honestly, all the time, basically just feel like it's how can they get the most amount of money out of? Yeah. Um, basically. So they're like, Hmm, how can I benefit from this in a profitable way? (laughs) Even if it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Well, now the big thing is, you know, laser tattoo removal and removing of, um, 
what am I trying to say? I have, it is late and I've not had enough coffee. Uh, <laughs> brow corrections, right? That's a big one. Oh yes. Uh, I have seen those a lot yeah, lately. Yeah. And not, I think not, and not again, not all artists, but I think not educating clients that like the color does change and you need to have them come in for a color correction. It just, it's going to happen. Absolutely. I actually have um, my eyebrows, um, my eyeliner and my lips tattooed. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, it fades, it's going to change. It goes through, you know, so much different process and, you know, your skin sheds, um, you have sun exposure over time. There's so many variables and you're going to have to maintain that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel that people are properly informed. Yeah. I think for, for me, I kind of went away from advertising on my Instagram recently more to trying to be informative. I think you've seen probably some of my videos that are like um, debunking skincare tips on TikTok. And I just found most of my clients weren't really coming from social media anyway. So I'm like, okay, how can I use this platform differently to engage the audience, but also educate them so that we can kind of, I don't know, I don't, you know, we'll never put a stop to it, but just help people give them the information, I guess. I actually totally agree with what you're saying, and I have looked at a lot of your content, and I do love it because it's very educational, and, you know, the way that you do it aesthetically is super eye-catching, so I feel like it will draw people to it, and, you know, there are so many crazy myths out there, and unfortunately, if you're not someone who's well-versed in it, you could go to an esthetician and they could tell you to do crazy things and you'd be like, well, they know, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, TikTok, my friend introduced it to me and I have gone down rabbit holes and now everyone sends me, because I asked for it, which like, I should, <laughs> I'm glad I did, but also I'm like, oh my God, because I get so many videos a day of these crazy skincare routines and my friends and clients saying like, debunk this one, debunk that one. And I'm like, I can't keep up. I have yeah. a full-time job. <laughs> You're like, guys, I'm going to have to start getting paid for these videos. Right. I'm like, that's it. Somebody, somebody needs to start paying me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Oh, well, I don't have an answer. And I, I do hope, I think there are supposed to be some upcoming hearings for in legislation or something to keep discussing the aesthetics first, advanced aesthetics. But unfortunately, I think, I think, again, nobody come for me, but from what I've heard is that people on the board are also people who have an interest in the advanced aesthetic schools. Right. Um, so I think that their position, I'm sure it comes from a good place, but is possibly a little biased. Um, I do agree that I think estheticians should have gotten a lot more training back when we were in school. Um, but I don't think, I don't think pinning us against each other of like, oh, you're just a basic esthetician and this is advanced esthetician. I don't think that was the answer. Honestly, I feel the exact same way. Um, I did hear about that as well, that they're working on it, but I feel like constantly I read about how, you know, well, they're working on hashing out the details and I'm like, how long is it going to take, you know? Um, in it's incredibly frustrating. I just don't, well, and something else too, which is a little off of this topic. Sometimes I do wonder if they have everyone's best interest at heart because they constantly have board meetings about fees, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I swear every single time the fees go up and I'm like, if there are really people on the board, you know, who are working, just like we are, I, I highly doubt that their voting fees consistently be increased, but yet here we are. So yeah, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical of the whole thing. I do highly encourage everyone, like everyone that's listening to really pay attention to who is on the board, where, you know, are they solo estheticians? Are they um, educators? Do they own some of the schools? What schools do they own? Are they from advanced aesthetic schools where they might be directly profiting from these decisions or are they from schools that offer both just, and I'm not, 
again, I'm not, I'm not saying what they are because I'm not going to open that can and have anyone come for me, but I encourage everyone to really go pay attention of who is on the board, what their interests are and really participate. And it's hard because I get emails all the time of, um, upcoming board meetings and decisions. And then I swear nothing happened. I have the same thing constantly. Um, we're looking for new board members and we have these meetings coming up. Join in, give your input. And then I'm like, did anybody ever hear anything? And they're like, oh yeah, they never came to a decision. We're going to have another one. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Or even the link to join the meeting. I just get the ones that say like, it's upcoming. And I'm like, cool, send me the link. I'll, I'll listen in or whatever. And I, nothing, I get nothing. Yeah, I, I know. The whole system, I just think, needs a complete overhaul. But again, another time, another place, right? <laughs> I know. In a perfect world. But I guess we'll just keep chugging along and doing what what we do. And I, yeah, it's insane to me. I agree. I have the exact same feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of us are pulling our hair out. And that's why I think a lot of people are just going back to get the advanced um, certificate because it's like, it takes the worry away, but I think if they can do that, then what what means in another 10 years, they could add in a master esthetician license and take more away from the both of us. Exactly, and it's, it's honestly just not fair because if we had known that this was going to be, you know, how it was, maybe we would have made a different decision back in 2014, but Back then, you know, doing this career seemed like a good idea. I had a lot of opportunity. There were always, you know, new things becoming available and it was exciting. But now mm -hmm. it's kind of scary sometimes if you're not up to date on stuff. Well, and I don't know about your school, but my school absolutely sold it to us as like, you could be a solo, you could go work at a med spa or a med spa, you could go, um, go on and do lasers, go on and do electrolysis. And so now those of us who you're sold that idea no longer exists. Yes, that was exactly the same. You know, they're like, oh, if you want to do injectables or, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, that's so exciting. And now I'm like, oh my God, can I even use this device? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So was your school ever on, there was like a bunch of schools on the list, um, Oh, gosh, basically where the loans were going to be forgiven because the school was found to be um, manipulative or misuse of funds. I mean, the list goes on. I don't think it was. Um, so when I went to school in 2014, I just went for aesthetics and there were two schools in my area. Um, and I went with IBS. Just felt that that was the better school after touring both. Um, but that one was independently owned at the time, and it was competency-based, which I liked, because if you really busted your ass, you know, you could graduate. Mm -hmm. um, but that one, they did not have any federal funding, so I actually did pay out of pocket for that one. Um, the downside to it being competency-based is that I actually cannot transfer my license um, like you can oh. to other states. Um that was a downside I didn't think of at the time I was young, you know. Um, yeah. I did later go back to school for hair and nails um, at the other school that does take financial aid. Um, I did not end up staying because that school is honestly a disaster, in my <laughs> opinion. Um, but I think that they may have been on that list um, because I cannot tell you the scandalous stuff that went on there. So I feel like all of us pre maybe 2017 have horror stories from those schools oh my goodness it was taxing yeah. and the, it's like I've paid all of this tuition to come here yet you provide me with a cut up sponge to do my practical rather than actual makeup brushes and I'm like this is not right you know and I could go on and on about that school and anybody who listens to this that lives in my area will know exactly which school I'm talking about, which is I, the sad thing. Oh yeah. I, let's see, when I finished in 2014, I'm pretty sure it was, I need to check my license. It was like the end of 2014, I think. 
um, my school was actually closing. They got shut down, but didn't tell anybody. Um, they just closed the doors one day and yeah, it was a huge deal. It was out in Northwest Portland. And so from 2014 to about two, literally two months ago, I checked my student loan balance and the remaining balance was gone. Really? Wow. And I don't know. I mean, I've been keeping up with the lawsuits that they've had and everything. Um, but I figured, you know, I have my license. So can I claim what others claimed? But I think finally it was just so messy that they just did a full clean wipe for everybody. You know, honestly, it's so sad how limited it is. Um, you know, I just feel like there's no good school. I All I hear is horror stories and I just don't feel like it's regulated the way that it should be in the sense, you know, that we should be getting a really good education. We're paying for it. Um, but instead, it's just all these people saying, you know, they ripped me off and I had a horrible time there. I'm, you know, I'm not going to even be in this industry anymore. And it's really sad. Yeah, it leaves a bad taste in their mouth. And that that I saw a lot of that when I was in school and it was like, just get me through this, get me out of this hellhole. I'm going to go do my own thing. But also it really deterred me from wanting to work in a salon or spa environment. I was like, I don't want to work with anybody. I don't want to work with any of these people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I completely understand that one. It is so hard sometimes to find the right fit because you never know who's going to be at the salon. So you really have to find your right place because, you know, nine times out of 10, the first place you go to is not going to be your long-term salon home. Yeah, absolutely. I have only worked at a salon. It was actually a tanning spa, which to me was like so counterproductive, but they wanted an esthetician. And I actually did laser hair removal there back when we were allowed to do lasers. And um, that's when I realized I was like, God, every day I left and I was like, I feel nauseous. I feel sick. And so I did a bunch of research um, and spoke to other people. And I guess there's just this weird hypersensitivity thing that some people have where um, just the, God, what is it? Not the radiation, but I can't think of the word, but the, what the lasers emit, it just makes some people sick. That honestly is terrifying if you think about it. And I'm so glad that you figured it out because I'm sure there are people who just keep on going. Yeah, why they feel sick every day at work, Um, which is not how it should be. No. And I was like, well, okay, obviously I have to go to plan B because I can't, I mean, I couldn't even make it through the day if I had a lot of clients. And so I went more into away from that and into, you know, facials and and stuff like that and fell in love with that. So that was perfect anyways. Cause I was like, you know what? I don't even want to do this anymore. I don't want to do laser hair removal. <laughs> I totally know what you mean. I would say um, for me, my first passion really was facials. Um, and I still do a lot of them, but personally just the physical toll it takes on my body. It's hard. You know, I have carpal tunnel now and my back always hurts and stuff. So sometimes I try to teeter away from it because I'm like, man, if I do hour long facials all day, multiple people a day, I'm beat by the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so that was really my main thing. Um, and at first I wasn't entirely sure what my plan was when I graduated because I was just newly 18 when I graduated. So I really wasn't entirely sure of where I was going to end up. Um, And I did, you know, work at a few different places. Um, I did work at one place one time where I got hands-on training to do um, threading hair removal. Um, Mm -hmm. So that one was pretty cool. I like to be able to say that I know that one. Nice. You know, so I've had a few few fun experiences, but I have found that being independent is really what works best for me because I just like the freedom for the most part. And are you completely solo or do you have like a business partner, like a a silent partner or anything? Nope. I'm just completely solo running the shit by myself. Luckily, my husband is, you know, always there for me, but it's just me. Do you ever wish that you had like a business partner to bounce ideas off or help out once in a while? You know, sometimes I have. 
Um, I did have a girl who worked here um, and we became pretty close friends. And for a little while, sometimes it did feel like, you know, I had um, a partner in crime, so to speak. Um, but unfortunately, also sometimes mixing friendship and business does not work out. Um, and in our case, it didn't end up working out. So sometimes I think maybe just doing it solo is is right for me. Yeah, I've gone back and forth on like, I would love to have a partner and, you know, not carry this weight on my shoulders and bounce. You know, I always have crazy ideas. Like I started this podcast less than a month ago and I was like, this is a great idea. I'm going to go all in. That's just my brain. And so it's like having somebody who's my opposite of like, mm, is it though? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will say I do have um, one friend that I have made um, and she actually owns another salon in town. Um and originally, we just knew about each other. You know, we had never talked. But eventually, it was kind of like, you know, one of us would say, man, I have this question. Who who could I ask? And we thought, well, maybe, you know, Kayla would know or maybe she would know. Um, and so we started bouncing things off of each other. And we have become um, friends. And it's nice, though, because we both own our own place. So we're not really mixing anything. Um, but we do bounce ideas off of each other. And it's like when one person doesn't know the answer to a question, usually the other one does. Mm -hmm. Um, so I am really grateful to have her in my life. She's, you know, really become, um, one of my closest friends. So I would say my load has been lighter since I met her because I know if I'm ever, you know, in a position that I'm not entirely sure about, I can reach out to her. So that's, that is nice. That's awesome. And I'm hoping that this podcast also kind of becomes that for people. Like if they're really having a hard time that week or month or they're stressed out or they're feeling like they want to quit, literally turn on any one of these episodes and listen to this person's story, your story, um, Joe's story, who I just recorded with, uh, the next person I'm going to record with. And I feel like it's like having that. It's like having a conversation with somebody. Um, sorry, my hard work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like having a conversation with somebody but you're just listening you know like you forget that you're not on the phone with this person you're listening to them speak you know absolutely and I feel like only someone who does exactly what we do would understand anything that's being said yeah. but it's such a relief to hear someone say it and you're like that is exactly how I felt about that topic you know I'm so glad to hear that somebody else recognizes what I'm going through yeah it's like me with the advanced aesthetics I feel like that meme of the guy in the wallet and he's holding his hands up looking around like does no one else think this is bullshit just me <laughs> yes absolutely and <laughs> someone from the outside would be like I have no idea what's even happening right you know so upset what's the problem <laughs> exactly so I am so glad that you started this podcast to be honest with you and I was incredibly flattered when you asked me I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah I just I don't know I was kind of just sitting there and I was like hmm, who do I think would have a really good story? And just, I don't know. I just had like, I had you and like two or three other people pop up in my head just for the first flow, like the first month of people. And I'm like, I feel like all of these people would have a really good story and be really fun to talk to. And also people that I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I can call my friend who's a solo esthetician who I've known, but I know her story. And I want to, I also want to get to know more people too. So I'm like, I want to talk to people I don't really know. And then the the conversation's authentic because this is like, for people who don't know, this is the first time you and I have actually spoken. And yeah. other than obviously emails and me messaging you if you wanted to be on this. And so I think it makes it authentic because I don't know your opinion. I don't know what you're going to say. You might totally disagree with me and think that I'm like a twat. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a very good point. Yeah. So I, we'll see. I mean, a lot of people have reached out and they, they seem to be really excited for the upcoming episodes. So I'm excited. And it was just kind of this idea I had. And my brain is just like, hey, there's this idea I have. Let's completely dive in head first and like, just hope it goes well. So here we go. <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, I was nervous. Um, You know, am I going to mess up or whatever? But I've been feeling great. I feel like talking to you, it's just such a good flow, you know? Yeah. Um, and so for anybody listening who 
wants to be on it, but they're feeling a little bit nervous, just be rest assured that it's absolutely worth it. So it's like a phone call between friends. Like we'll be friends. We're friends by the time we're done. Yes, absolutely. I agree. So I guess to finish up, what does your, what does your future goal look like? Where do you want to be or where do you see yourself in five years? Well, you know, I have quite a few ideas, of course, always coming up with new things. Um, So I do have a few things I'm working on right now. And then I've got some future me goals. Um, So right now, um, I am working on adding a few new services to my menu, which is always exciting. Um, I am going to finally delve into eyelash extensions, which I have yet to do. Um, And I'm also going to dive into intimate bleaching, which I'm very excited about. Ooh, you'll have to tell me about that one because I have been asked about it. I don't know where to start. It's a little intimidating. So I definitely want to pick your brain once you start that. I would love that. I also agree with you that it's intimidating, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. See how it goes. (laughs) Um, Another thing um, that you may have seen, because I know we follow each other on social media, is I did recently start my own graphic design business. Yes. Um, So I'm really excited about that. It it wasn't something I really planned on doing, but um, a lot of the people I know were like, oh, I see these logos you make for yourself. And they're really cool. Have you ever thought about doing it? And I was like, well, now I am. Um, so that's exciting. If anybody might be interested in following it, it's called Wicked Graphic Design. And the logo looks a lot like me. So it's pretty easy to find if you look at my social media. Awesome. Everyone go find that. Go follow. <laughs> go get your logos done. I've seen Thank a lot you. of logos recently and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I know. I I agree. I'm not saying that I'm great at it, especially because I just started. But sometimes I'm like, girl, just let me try. Like, I really think I could do this. (laughs) I think I could nail it. it, And you see what's in, I feel like, take over your goals. But you see what's, like, in style. And then you see everyone slowly changing their um, profile picture. Like, Mm -hmm. the cartoon was really in style for a bit. So everyone had a cartoon. And I'm like, hmm. I know some of those were wacky. I, I myself am guilty. I totally did pay um, for the whole AI. No, thing. not that. It was the one where they they literally were oh, like, had the drawing one. Yeah, yes, yeah. Not the AI. That one was. I was. I was a sucker for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, no, I know exactly which one you're talking about, and I get. Um, messages on Instagram all the time. Hi there. Let me draw you, you know, yeah. for only $29.99. <laughs> Some of them uh, cool. I did see one where it was a girl and her dog and they nailed it. I mean, she must have gotten someone like local. They absolutely nailed it down to every detail for her. And I was like, okay, that one is cool. But I've seen some others and it's like, it looks like all, all the other ones. It does. And so, I mean, you really have to stick out. Something that you had mentioned in your intro um, was that something about this industry is your niche. And I agree with you because in other careers, not so much, but in this one, people want to vibe with you. You know, they want to get to know you. They come to you for you. And so you've got to make yourself stick out. And if you have the same profile picture as everybody else, I don't think it's really helping the situation. So no, just because it's a trend and I'm me just being opinionated right now, but just because it's a trend or you're seeing maybe somebody with more followers do it doesn't mean that it's a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. If anything, I feel like the individuality is nice because I mean, you want to get along with your clients. So if they're into what you're into, it's going to go a lot better than if you portray yourself one way and then they meet you and you're very different from that. So, yeah. And I would say I, my coffee's kicking in now, so now I won't shut up, but, um, I would say that followers too always equal clients. That's a really good point. I mean, I have like long-term clients that don't follow me on social media at all. And then have people who follow me and I've never even met them in real life. So yeah, I, about 70% of my clients don't follow me and it's, or they just don't have social media because of, you know, personal reasons or age. Often they're just like, "Mm, I'm not on Instagram. And so most of my followers are actually other estheticians 
not clients. So that's why I've started changing my social media a bit to be more geared towards training other estheticians, putting out misinformation or fighting against misinformation um, and kind of focusing more on that because at least my area and the clients I'm pulling in, they're not on social media. I agree with you. I honestly have a very similar experience. Um, So social media is not everything. Um, But it can be helpful, like with spreading information, like how you've chosen to do it. So So I I hijacked your goals, but what what other goals are there? Um, Well, I've got two more that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, One of them, uh, which I'm very excited about and which um, I was excited to share with you. So I know that you're putting on um, your SD event, which I'm very excited to attend, by the way. Yes. Um, And my friend who I mentioned earlier, who also owns a salon um, in town, she is putting on an event of her own in June. um, And it's going to be um, an event for uh, professionals. It's called, um, you know, Eugene's First Ever Beauty Expo. Um, which is really exciting. It's going to have professionals from all over the U.S. doing demonstrations. Um, there's a ton of cool booths, um, a whole bunch of exciting prizes that you can win. Um, so I'm kind of helping her promote that um, because she's been so helpful to me. Um, it's called um, it's called the Eugene Beauty Expo, but it's put on by Salon Con Events. So if anybody's interested, including you. You can find that on social media. I think it's going to be a big hit, which is great because there's not a lot of stuff in Eugene. Yeah. Actually reached out to me. Really? That is so funny. Yeah. She reached out to me and she was so excited about the podcast. Um, She also said that you are an amazing person. (laughs) Oh, well, that was sweet. Asking me if I was going to go. I I really, really do want to go. I, I was actually going to ask... I was looking at the tickets and there is a difference between like one day versus the whole weekend. Do you know anything about that? Yes. So as it stands right now, um, doing the entire weekend, um, usually that one also includes um, the VIP package, but I think there is just some too. Um, some days are going to have different type of presentations than other days. So it would depend on what you're interested as well, kind of figuring out if you wanted to do one day, which one would be better. Um, But I do know that the VIP package comes with a ton of extra cool stuff. Um, It's going to come with free products. um, And some of them are very cool. She told me about, I'm not supposed to spoil them, but (laughs) it's definitely worth it. Um, There's an after party. Um, I definitely think spending the extra is yeah. worth it. Um, I ha- we have talked about maybe you know could you just do VIP for one day or another, and I think she's been considering that too. She's just kind of feeling out you know what do people want. So yeah, well maybe I'll reach out to you both and just get a little more information, just because I'm coming from um, more of like well Sherwood, but the Portland metro area, and so I'm trying to figure out um, do I stay there? Do I stay the night? Um, I actually had a lot of, I had family in Eugene and both my grandma and uncle that stayed down there recently passed. So that is where I stay. So I'm kind of like, I haven't been back since. So it's a little. Oh, well, that makes sense. I'm so sorry to hear that, but I understand because it's like, man, do I want to get a hotel room or. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But we'll be in touch because I definitely do. I do want to go whether I go the full time or the day, but I, I think you're right that the full time sounds extremely beneficial. And I think if you're planning on going, everyone do the full time worth it. And I'll be right out. (laughs) Sorry about that. Someone popped in (laughs) moms, you know, this is what it's about. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I agree. I think, um, she definitely has been possibly contemplating doing like a VIP situation um, for one day or the other. So uh, I think it'd be good for us to chat with her. I think you and her would get along really well. Yeah. Um, And I think that it would be exciting to see you there and maybe some of the other people who listen to the podcast. So yeah. Well, everyone go follow that. Her Instagram is, you said, say it again. Um, (laughs) 
So it's Salon Con Events, just Salon. exactly how you think it would be spelled. <laughs> okay, perfect. Everyone go follow that. You can see events going on. Is that mainly in the, the Eugene area? It is, yes. It's going to okay. be at our event center, um, which is exciting because it's close to my house. Um, so, yes. uh, but it should be big, I think. It's going to be pretty exciting. Awesome. And then I think you said there was two more things you were working on. So that was one. Is there another one? Yeah, the other one, you know, we have touched base on a little bit, which is just, um, you know, my next big goal is to acquire my tattoo license um, and do tattooing and get training in permanent makeup. Um, I am really interested in looking into medical reconstruction, like doing um, tattoo areolas for breast cancer survivors and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So very excited for whenever that happens. Um, And eventually, I imagine I'll move into a bigger location as I expand. I've put so much work into this place that it's the idea of moving is hard for me. But people are always like, why don't you go somewhere even bigger? And I'm like, maybe someday, maybe in five years. (laughs) Yeah. But still in the Eugene area or would you move? I think I would stay in the Eugene area. I was actually born and raised here. So, um, you know, and my husband's business is here too. I think we're pretty planted for now. Well, I think that kind of is the end of our kind of our points we wanted to talk about. And did you have anything else that you can think of that you wanted to share with everybody? Um, no, you know, I feel pretty good about all of that. Um, I guess the only thing that I would think is for anyone out there who's not sure um, about being an independent, being a studio owner, or even just going into this um, career field in general, I know how intimidating it can be. Um, but I always try to tell people, if you really want to put the work in, you can do it. I know so many people who were scared to go just even independent. And once they did it, it changed so much for them. So mm-hmm. just remember that you're capable, you know, and if you really try, you can make anything happen. Love that. That's a good message. Everyone listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I want to thank you so much. I am so excited. Um, this one will come out. Your episode will come out not this Sunday, but the next Sunday, I believe it was. I had it on that date thing. My brain's not working. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'm super excited. I'm also very excited for this Sunday's podcast. I've got it marked in my calendar. Yay. Um, I did think of one more thing I wanted to share. Um, for anybody in my area or who might be in the Eugene Springfield area, um, coming up soon, we are going to have a party at my salon on the 14th um, at 4 p.m. And we're kind of just doing like a raffle, get to know the staff. Um, we're going to have champagne and hors d'oeuvres and stuff. So anyone is welcome. If if anyone like wants to stop by, I'll be here. So perfect. Everyone go. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, I, thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. I, I'm going to work on editing this and I will see you at the SD plus event for sure. I cannot wait. I am so stoked that I won that ticket. I was like, I Oh my God. <laughs> so I am really looking forward to it. And thank you so much again for, you know, asking me to do this. I really appreciate it. Of course. Okay. We'll be in touch soon. Perfect. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,